I'm Tom from the Ballpark Bros. Here's Mike. This next presentation on the Four-Eyed Radio Network is brought to you by Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For more information, visit revengelover.com and mention the podcast for 10% off on your order. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. MTV is live with the movie cast right now. Oh, they are? Yeah, let me give you guys the link. I just saw that on my Facebook feed, yeah. We should hijack that. I'm, I'm watching this thing live. I don't know about you guys. You should start posting in the comments. Do they have comments? <laughs> they do. Hashtag. I should be like recording Ranger Command Power right now, watching this. If you don't wear a Ranger Command lapel sticker while you're there, I'm going to be hella disappointed. I say just wear wear the shirt with the suit jacket over the shirt like how everyone does in Hollywood. <laughs> I could do you that. Know, I could like, be a real Hollywood a- That's totally the Hollywood a- thing. Is I'm, I'm going to wear a graphic t-shirt with a blazer over it. That's good enough. <laughs> Durr. You would fit right the f*** in. I'm not even going to lie. <laughs> If JDF is there, though, you gotta get a picture with him. (laughs) Yeah, what if JDF's there? (laughs) You need to get a picture with him, though, and he won't really know what it's for, I'm assuming. Uh But then you could hashtag it real JDF watch. Oh, (laughs) s***. Sorry. I've seen it on Bravo, TV Land, everywhere. Wow. But I wonder if they're gonna market the movie at all. <laughs> yeah, we're horrible. And now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphin time. Today on the Power Hour, episode 88, Rangers Review, Power Rangers Ninja Steel, episodes 4 through 6, record on March 9th, 2017. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as TrekkieB47. I'm AP, also known as Secret Ranger Fan. And I'm Zach, also known as Hollywood. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Hey guys, how's it going? Hey! Hey! We're back. We're we here. Back. We're front. We're, we're both. We're all here. We're fine. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're fine here now. How are you? <laughs> uh, so, the... Power Rangers movie is a couple weeks away. It is, is so building. fast approaching, dude. It is. It's going to be here in like a week and a half. I'm insanely excited. Yeah, it's going to be nuts. Mm-hmm. Yay! I'm going to the LA premiere. <laughs> 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 it's nuts. And Zach, you're going to the Chicago premiere. Hopefully. Woo! Woo! Speaking of the Power Rangers movie, you can buy your movie tickets now. They are now on sale. We actually have a Fandango link. Fandango contacted us to promote the movie. So yeah, you can buy it through our site. You can click the awesome Fandango banner on rangercommand.com and purchase your movie tickets because Power Rangers is cool, hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) But when they did release the movie tickets worldwide, I guess, several different theater chains were all promoting it out at once. 
So they had all of these new posters, these white sheet posters with the designs around the lightning bolt and the rangers and the zords. And I thought they all looked pretty sweet. Yeah, oh, they yeah. all look super sharp. And like, I definitely want to get my hands definitely. on the posters. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, I'm just like kind of bummed now. A little off topic, but I'm like checking my local movie theater and they ain't taking tickets for it yet. I'm a little annoyed right now. Just a little, just a little annoyed right now. But yeah, Whoa. they're only letting me buy tickets for Beauty and the Beast, and nobody wants to see that. I'm kind of glad that reviews for that aren't that <laughs> great because it's like, yay, go see Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the movie to do financially well. <laughs> me too. It looks super fun. So it does I mean, look like a lot of fun. I hope even if the writing's not super solid, that it's just a good fun movie you know yeah that's all i really want i just want to have a blast watching the movie and seeing a new take on the franchise that i grew up with yep that's all i want for sure but yeah there are new clips there's a lot of press junkets going on right now interviews are happening and this is all ramping up to the movie's premiere so the hype train is in full force everything's moving towards this premiere I think it's going to be pretty epic. I I haven't seen promotion like this for Power Rangers since probably the first movie came out, really. Uh, I really love the new posters. They're really sweet. I hope that there's some at, you know, each theater location when the movie comes out. That'd be really sweet. But you can download the higher res versions through the Lionsgate publicity site or through our article where I linked all the high resolution ones that I could. Speaking of posters, this movie has had a crazy amount of posters. Yes. Yeah. I've never seen a movie have this many movie posters. Mm -hmm. And I think it's cool because, you know, each one of them, it's like a theme for the five Rangers because they had the faces, then the suits, then the Zords, and now the basic posters. So we're way over 20 to 25 posters at this point. And that's that's crazy to me. Something kind of unexpected and no one really knew that this was coming was the Power Rangers Dino Force Brave. Quite a few months ago, people found some behind the scenes type of images depicting the Kuruger suits, but changed and people didn't know if this was like a cosplay group thing or some kind of unofficial thing going on. But no, it's a real thing. So this is South Korea. They're producing their own adaptation of Juden Sentai Kyoruger under the Power Rangers Dino Force Brave name. So the cast will be comprised of various K-pop singers and Koichi Sakamoto, who actually directed a lot of Kyoruger and he was an action director and producer for Power Rangers for a number of years. He's going to be involved in this as well. It's only going to run for 12 episodes. I don't know if that's an initial order or if they're going to do more, but it will premiere April 1st of this year, and each episode will have a runtime of 12 to 15 minutes. And the reason why this is so, I guess, unique is because typically Korea, they either dub the Sentai or they dub Power Rangers and they put it under the Power Rangers name. So if you've ever seen toys from Korea, sometimes it'll, it'll be like 
Power Rangers Rail Force or, or whatever it was, because they mm-hmm. adapted the Sentai for Tokyuger to Korea. But I think this is the first time that they've ever filmed their own footage in a Power Rangers-like way with their own actors. Yeah. But apparently they also got help from Toei in filming new footage and making new suits because the Zords are all different. That's neat. Yeah, it's this crazy Power Rangers, but for Korea. There's another thing I heard that this was potentially a sequel to Kyoruger. Hmm. It's this crazy mashup. So we'll link to Toku Nation's coverage because they've been really covering the whole thing. I'm kind of interested in seeing it, but I don't know if I'm on a Dino Charge burnout. (laughs) (laughs) But it looks cool. Like, I like their team jackets. Everything looks fun. It looks more like Kyoruger than anything Power Rangers, but it's just this weird amalgamation of all these different countries working together to produce this. And it's not an April Fool's joke? No, that this we know is legit. Like <laughs> okay, that's, that's like my first thought. Okay. No, this is a legit thing. There was okay. interviews, there's toys. This is literally happening. Yeah. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And even the toys are different. There's new molds. There's new Judenchi that are coming out. It's all they're going the like place. They're going like all out. They really are. And Power Rangers Legacy Wars. This is the mobile video game coming out for the movie. The first gameplay footage and roster was revealed through Enway's YouTube channel. So this will be a mobile fighting game. The game will comprise of various villains and rangers from... Mighty Morphin, and also the 2017 film. And for right now, at least in the initial wave, you're going to have Rangers from Zeo, In Space, Wild Force, Samurai, Super Mega Force, and Dino Charge. So basically, no Disney seasons whatsoever, which pisses me off. Yeah, that's pretty lame. (laughs) So hopefully they add more as the game develops, but, you know, it's definitely in the same vein as those Marvel attack games mobile games so Mm -hmm. i think it looks fun i'll be downloading it yeah all right so this will be released (laughs) (laughs) don't care (laughs) no i'm like doing like 12 things at once right now i'm like looking at the movie website for the first time ever so that's just really that's good (laughs) (laughs) i've never never actually (laughs) until like right now (laughs) that's some pretty bad Shots at the Zords on here. Right? Oh my god. I mean, if you like six-legged mastodons. I <laughs> love six-legged mastodons. Are you kidding me? It's like my favorite <laughs> thing in the world. <laughs> Eric, don't judge. I'm not judging. You know what? Your are you kidding me was the exact same as when we found out that Go Busters wasn't being adapted. It's like, <laughs> it's like a rabbit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> So that's a nice throwback. Okay, that's the news. And right now we're going to talk about Power Rangers Ninja Steel episodes four through six. And I kind of want to breeze through them because they're all crap. (laughs) Yeah, this show is not off to a great start. It's not. I mean, right. It's like, okay, but it's not good either. (sighs) Yeah. Even Ninja was better off than... Ninja Steel, and Ninja is widely regarded as one of the most mediocre Sentais in a while. I'll mention it again once we like get into the episodes, but I feel like if Victor and Monty weren't there, the show would be ten times better automatically. I totally agree. Um, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm 
tuning them out so hard. And I have to say something. So what was the one with the fart bubble? Was that that was um, Drive to that, Survive? Yeah, that was Drive to Survive. Okay. So when Power Rangers was doing their live tweeting thing, and, you know, Victor and Monty are in that freaking fart bubble, and it <laughs> popped at the end of it. That's what it is. It's a fart bubble. Yeah. It's, it's just ridiculous. Yes. It's, it's off the wall dumb. The thing is, they did the fart bubble, and then Power Rangers tweeted. It was like, all right, see you, Victor Monty. Hope you never come back. Hope yeah. to see you never or something. And yeah. then I quote retweeted it. And I'm like, agreed. They liked it. They yeah. liked, Power Rangers liked it. And then I think one of the actors of Victor Monty was like, rude. And then they deleted the tweet. <laughs> Whoever's shade game running the Power Rangers Twitter, good for you because this is no offense to the actors. I right. think they, they seem like they're having like a great time with oh, the material. It like, seems like they're having fun. And like yeah. they're, doing, fun. they're doing a great job. Like, don't get me wrong. They're doing great. It's just the characters, like, I don't understand why they're there. Yeah, they serve like, <laughs> no purpose other than fart jokes and crap in people's faces this is my long running complaint since dino supercharge Mm -hmm. and i hate this trend i absolutely hate it it's the worst this is the worst trend for power rangers i get it bulk and skull were a thing in mighty morphin but you can do so much more with side characters i mean just look at dino thunder they had devon and cassidy some things happened with them and there was joke but they had their own evolution through the series, mm-hmm. like the whole reporter cameraman thing. There's a mm-hmm. lot you can do with side characters, either trying to discover who the Rangers are or just being at the wrong place at the wrong time. And the whole school thing, we never had these side characters in the last school-based season which was mega force they were all in high school but we never had these random side characters aside from ernie at the juice bar and mr hurley which after super mega force he was barely in it and we only saw principal hastings like one time in the show mm-hmm. and that's it where's she i would rather much see more of that actress and maybe like a, a mick versus the principal storyline no that would be fun see that would be fun that would like, be fun yeah if, if she was suspicious of, of his employment like maybe she went hmm i really don't know anything about this guy who is he? <laughs> yeah right <laughs> and, he's, and, and maybe it might become like some kind of weird immigration subplot where She's like, wait, are are you an illegal alien? Wink, wink. And he's like, no, I'm just an alien or, or something like that. you know. Or like she like walks into the, decides to check on the repairs to the paint booth and yeah. finds out that there's a ninja den in there. Or the cat and mouse game of her trying to find out what's going on. But Nick's like, nope. Hey, look over there. On top of that, the dynamic between Victor and Monty, I don't understand it. It's, like, not very clear. Like, why are they friends at all? Are they friends? Like, what's going on? My theory on Victor and Monty, and I I realized this as I was watching these episodes to catch up. So Victor is Gaston, full Mm -hmm. of himself, show-off, even though he has no skill. And Monty is totally gay for Victor. You know what? That makes sense. Watch the episodes. I dare you to watch the episodes and not see that Monty is gay for Victor. (laughs) 
I was thinking that too, but then I was also thinking like maybe Victor's just not as popular as he thinks he is, and Monty's like the only person who will be friends with him. And that's unique because then at that point, Victor's taking advantage of Monty's friendship to make himself try to be more popular. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So I'd rather see that than them be the literal butt of every single one of these jokes. The thing that really ticked me off, I thought my friend Redbot, I thought that was an okay episode. Except for the beginning and the end. And who's in the beginning and the end? Victor and Monty. I swear (laughs) to God, in the first five minutes of my friend Redbot, you had... Victor jumping on the table and splattering two of the rangers with punch. And then you had Cosmo. He did this can-can. And then at the end of the can-can, because he's being hypnotized by bad pipes, he bends over, points his butt at the camera, and lets out a huge fart. Yeah. That's in the first five minutes of that episode. I just want to tune out anything Victor and Monty. And when I did that, you know what? It was an okay episode. It wasn't the best. It was pretty average. But I want them to focus more on the Rangers, not these, I'm sorry, just dumb side characters. Or at least give the side characters a purpose beyond being just goofs all the time. In the first episode, Victor is almost just an antagonizing fool of himself bully because he's picking on Preston. He's trying to be a ladies' man. I want to see that. If you're going to make him the bully, then make him be a bully. And, you know, maybe he has something on Monty. And that's why Monty's roped into Orzak's theory that he's totally gay for. And I can he's see totally it. I, I can see it. I was watching the episodes in the way he's just like very flamboyant and like, oh, Victor, you're the best and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, yeah, Monty's totally gay for Victor. It's, it's If that's not how the actor is intending to play it, Whatever, but if the actor is making that conscious decision to be like, yeah, my character's totally gay for that character, that's genius, and I love it. And that's a <laughs> subtle way to bring a gay character into Power Rangers. Exactly. You don't you don't come right out and say, yeah, I'm gay, but at least you have those undertones there that, yeah, that's totally happening behind the scenes. And I'm not shipping it or whatever. I'm just saying, <laughs> like... <laughs> Anything to give Victor and Monty more of a purpose than just to be the butt of the joke. Yeah. When the hiatus happens, I am totally going to make a supercut from Dino Supercharge to now of all the times they do this. Because it's getting ridiculous at this point. It really is. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, this yeah, it really is. is so bad. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, AP, welcome to like four months ago. I know. We already discussed this, okay? <laughs> we already discussed my problem here. <laughs> it is a really cool image of Rita. I'll give you that. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. So let's just talk about episode four, Presto Changeo. Yes. yes, please. Yeah. Okay. Yes, let's power through this. What did you guys think of Presto Changeo? Preston getting real powers based on the ninja steel, which was just such a hand wavy. It's the total MacGuffin of this series. Yeah. That and the ninja nexus prism. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering if we'll ever see Preston use magic ever again. Saw him do it in this episode and then we haven't seen him do it since. Right, because in Ninja, the blue Ninja was Yeah, he he had yeah, he had magic powers. 
throughout the series. And in fact, it came up several times. But here they're just like, oh, yeah, Preston has magic now for real. And then we haven't seen it since this episode. So it's like, does he really, though? Or Mm -hmm. and he can only use it by helping people. It's the same Energem crap where it's like, oh, you guys can only do for good or the power won't respond. But yeah. even the Energems, the, the rules for those were inconsistent and all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I feel that's the same way that they're treating the Ninja Steel. Yeah. It makes no sense because the Ninja Steel makes the stars and it's not like they're on them all the time or it's bonded to them in any way. So I don't understand that whole thing. Okay, because they have the stars, does that mean they're bonded to them? Or it's just that they've been accepted. So is it the Ninja Steel or, or the stars, the power stars? They really have to yeah. pick a term and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is the Ninja Steel exuding some kind of radiation that they all Is it like some aware? weird kryptonite type thing? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like where it's like just getting into their system somehow? Yeah. I did like that it was a Preston Focus episode. But the message was so heavy-handed, where you have Brody saying, My dad taught me to use power responsibly as a ninja. Mm -hmm. And then the last episode, he's cheating with the data comm. Yeah. (laughs) Way to send a mixed signal, bro. (laughs) (laughs) I will say I did like the monster for this episode, Sloger. That name is awesome, by the way. Yeah. I liked his powers. It really seems like all these monsters are just focused on getting those stars for Galvanax. Yeah. The one thing I liked about the monster, and it's almost not the monster, but rather like what he did. That scene where he slowed some of the rangers down. Yeah. And they started moving so like comically slow. Like, oh I, no. I God. actually started, like, I actually burst out laughing because it was just so ridiculous. It was completely and, ridiculous when they're when they're going, no. Yes, yeah. it was like, I was dying of laughter. <laughs> and I cannot remember the last time I laughed like that at this show. Like, <laughs> but but you're laughing at the show, not with it. <laughs> Sort of. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure they did intend for that to be funny. Yeah. But still, it brought good laughter and, like, smile to my face. So mission accomplished, you know? (laughs) I did like that Galvanax came down to Earth himself to challenge the Red Ranger. And Mm -hmm. then Brody pulls a Gia and snaps his fingers and the entire team comes out of nowhere. When did these guys actually go to school? (laughs) Why does nobody notice they're missing? Right? (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure someone would notice Preston especially is missing, because he's always magic left and right, and he's kind of ridiculous. It's just crazy, because at the start of this episode, when Preston is discovering his magic, and, you know, all these extra rabbits start appearing, and, and Brody's like... Oh, I'll just take these to the pet store. It's like, yeah. what, was that the end of school or what? <laughs> like, <what's that? laughs> oh, YOLO, I'm just going to the pet store and, you know, in the middle of class, whatever. I mean, pe- people used to go to IHOP in the middle of class at my high school. So who the hell knows? <laughs> <laughs> were, they, were they Power Rangers, though? <laughs> they could have. I do not know. <laughs> They're just really bad students. That's all. Yep. <laughs> we see Preston in this episode. Again, Victor and Monty being the butt of the joke. Victor pulls an angry panther out of this hat 
instead of a kin. And then Preston literally saws Monty in half and the feet get up and walk away. (laughs) And most of the people in this school are just like, Oh, whatever. This happens all the time. Yeah. Uh, Like, does it happen all the time? (laughs) Like, I'm wondering. How are they allowed to still teach children? Yeah, I don't know. I wish people were more surprised, or are we just tricking ourselves into thinking that this is the continuity of Power Rangers and just crazy that happens all the time in real life? I think if on the first day of school you see a girl come in with a hoverboard and then there's yeah. monsters attacking the school, I guess at that point you just kind of say, okay, I guess this is the world we live in. Like <laughs> <laughs> That guy's legs just got up and ran away. Eh, whatever. Somebody yeah. deal with it. <laughs> it's so bad. When they were infected by Sloger the first time, because he sprayed Haley and Calvin and Sarah. Train, train girl. Yeah, train girl. <laughs> Even at that point, you know, they start getting sick before that whole scene where they were incredibly slow. And they're just like, oh, yeah, we're just going to go home. You can't just go home from school. You gotta, like, tell someone. You gotta tell the teacher. I mean, they were out the door. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what's up with this school. Is this, like, a New Zealand thing with the New Zealand writers and they just don't know how an American school works? (laughs) (laughs) It could be. I don't know why, but that makes me laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Like, is this how New Zealand schools are? Because that'd be kind of neat. Yeah, that would be be neat. mate. You just go on and leave. It's totally fine. of this episode in the New Zealand accent. <laughs> that was it's not really a New Zealand accent. It's just more of like an Australian accent that's very bad. <laughs> okay. That, that was great, though. <laughs> so then we get to the big toy thing in this episode. Brody and Preston are able to take on Sloger, who is gigantified by Cosmo. They form the Ninja Steel Megazord. But Sloger is also able to fly, so they use the new dragon formation with the dragon zord taking center seat and the wings appear on the megazord, which initiated a change in the cockpit, which was very cool if the seams weren't totally visible on the graphics. (laughs) I'm sorry, it, it bothers me. Yeah. I, it, it just, it looks like wallpaper. You couldn't have made that a seamless and not look like an actual set. These Neo Saban cockpits are really... They're bad. They're, they're bad. The they're just they're <laughs> so bad. I'm I, so sick of rangers standing in a gray room. Right. And that's what you get. And like, really? We've complained about that before. Yeah, we have. I do love the unique armors that they were able to create. I think yeah. Dino Superdrive is one of the coolest things armor-wise in Power Rangers. No. I think yeah. the chain I think the chainsaw sword is one of the coolest. I want that. Toy. I cannot I wait for that, that toy. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. I just wish they would do something different where they're either like sitting down because all it's become is like, oh yeah, we're gonna do Ninja make a final strike with our weapons and telepathically control the Megazord. I want buttons and if they adapt Q-Ranger and do some kind of stupid, dumb gray room cockpit, when they have these cool individual cockpits in that show, I'm, yeah. I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I'm done. Yeah, so then back at school to end the episode, Preston tries to reverse the spell on Monty. He's made whole, but since Preston used the phrase fair and square, Monty looks like some kind of Minecraft D-bag. <laughs> yeah. 
And he starts like, oh, I'll have four square meals a day. And he makes all these jokes. Like, he's like, oh, actually, I kind of like it. I just, ugh. It's so bad. I wish... It's... I just wish Victor and Monty weren't there. <laughs> Couple interesting notes. Sloger told the Rangers to prepare to get shell-shocked. It's a clear nod to the title of the Power Rangers in Space Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover. Brody also said a ninja versus a turtle. That's a wacky combination. <laughs> Again, alluding yeah. to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And then when Galvanax was looking at the Galaxy Warrior portraits, Lavagore's identical twin brother, Lavagore himself, was a reuse of Vengex Virus's first body. And then the pig monster who Ripcon identifies as his mother was actually a reuse of Hamhawk from Jungle Fury. <laughs> so little Easter eggs. And then we get to episode five, Drive to Survive. Which they crammed so much into this episode. <laughs> Not only do they have it as a bike introduction episode, which we really haven't got since the Disney era. Yeah. When was the last time we had a like a dedicated bike for this show? <sighs> that was cool, but they also decide to cram the green elephant rumble tusk zord. Yeah, this. and there's not even like any rhyme or reason behind oh, that. No. Just the prism's going off again. May as well throw a star into it. Yeah, Mick saw a vision and he didn't know what they were because he's not from Earth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, oh yeah, the you guys will form the rumble tusk megazord. And he throws the star and it was just... It's such a mess of an episode. You can't just cram a bike introduction episode and a new Megazord at the same time. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what they did. Yeah. But usually, at least in the Disney era, the bike episode, the bike was a full its own thing. Bikes in the Disney era were so cool. They would fight armies of bad guys and blast yeah. them away mm -hmm. with their sweet BMX skills and explosions. Yes. And this, Calvin just rips out of the monster and then parks the bike and it's done. It's like, yeah. that's all that we get? <laughs> so yeah, the Ninja Nexus Prism was used way too much in this. And it's just like, oh, it's a vision. Let's throw some metal star at it. It's lame. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that Calvin has a legitimate fear about driving, even though yeah. in the past episodes we've seen him just fix cars. But it makes sense when you look back at the early episodes, Haley is the one that's always driving. See, and I thought about that. I was like, is that true? I wonder if. And then I thought like, oh, I'll go back and watch the old episodes, but I couldn't be bothered to, so. <laughs> but no, I mean, she's the one driving all the time. But then again, it's like at the end of the episode, it's like, yay, I got my license. Like, you guys didn't even do a permit. How does mm -hmm. this even work? Is this yeah. months later? But the side joke, and I think the thing that, in addition to cramming a motorcycle in this episode, cramming a new Zord, Victor and Monty got crammed by the monster Tangleweb. And that's another thing. Tangleweb was just in his little spider form. And then he's in the school. So at that point, the all the, the villains know that the rangers go to the school. Mm -hmm. So my thing yeah. is, like, then attack the school. Just nonstop. Make it some kind of episode or something. Yeah, the bit that gets me is he literally says after webbing up Victor and Monty, he's like, I gotta go find the rangers. Why wouldn't Victor and Monty be like, oh, the rangers must go to the school. 
Maybe we should find them. Nope. He says it so loud. It's not like he was like, yeah, maybe I should find the Rangers. Like, yeah, well, now I got to find the Rangers. And, yeah. Uh, ugh. So anyways, Victor and Monty got caught in this web. And uh, God, the whole thing with Monty, he said something like, I'm eating these beans so I can fart my way out of class. Seriously, though? It's no. the worst. No. That was the preview clip. The preview yeah. clip for that week opened up with Monty going, oh, yeah, I'm going to eat these beans so I can fart out of class. And Victor's like, that's a great idea. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this episode. And I did it <laughs> yeah. for a week and a half. <laughs> because it's uh, it's just the worst. And so the whole big comic shtick this episode was they're trapped in this spider web but they're both farting and filling the web with farts, making a big fart balloon, which eventually they start floating in the air with the worst CGI compositing ever. Yeah. And then the Rangers are just like laughing at him, like, ha ha, you guys are going to die. They get poked by the flagpole and it's like Team Rocket blasting away again <laughs> to their yeah. ultimate deaths. Like, I don't I don't, I don't get this. Power Rangers, to an extent, I know it's a kid show, but the cartoon antics are almost too unbelievable. Mm -hmm. This whole fart bubble thing, it just really threw me off. Did, like, nobody realize that there were two students floating away in a giant spider web full of fart? Did nobody... It's, it's Zach's theory that they've just been desensitized to this. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I did like the Megamorph cycle. I think the cycles are cool. At the end of the episode, they each get a Megamorph cycle star. Yeah. But I just thought the whole premise was just, it, it was way too crammed. It was a mess of an episode. I wanted more focus on Calvin and Brody because they were both learning how to drive. But mm -hmm. I wanted Calvin's fears explored more. I did like the little bits that we got, you know, with Haley and Calvin. Haley really being supportive of Calvin. All of that type of characterization, give me more of. Give me less of this fart yes. bubble crap. This, like, Haley and Calvin stuff, though, it can be the best part of the episode, really. Yeah. Like, I feel like. Just, like, that relationship between those two characters, it's just so nice, and they've done that really well. And I want them to focus more on that. I want more of this relationship building and less ridiculous fart bubbles. Mm -hmm. And I will forever critique them on this until they stop doing it, because I think this is a bad trend. Mm-hmm. One hilarious thing that I thought was stupid was that the Rangers get trapped in Tangleweb's vortex. They can't escape the webs, even by using their weapons. But Calvin just, like, pulls the webs off the motorcycle with his hands. Yeah. <laughs> it's inconsistent. Also, Cosmo Royale now can change his face depending on his emotions. Uh, mm. But for you, the listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour, Gamefly is offering a premium free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameflyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH for your free 30-day trial. Zach, what are you playing recently, which is all over social media? <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, I will absolutely be using Gamefly to rent Switch games because I love my Nintendo Switch. I have been playing Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild pretty much nonstop since I got it on Friday. 
it is absolutely the best game out right now. All the reviews, they merit the 10 out of 10s it's getting. This game is insane. It just sucks you right in. I know there are some other games coming down the pipeline for Switch that I'm interested in, but before I drop the 60 or whatever dollars on them, I'm definitely yeah. thinking Gamefly is the way to go. Nice. <laughs> and then finally, Episode 6, I friend Redbot, and we commented a bit about this. If you cut out the Victor and Monty parts, this was an okay episode. Yeah. The last episode with the fart bubble, that was like a one for me. A one out of five. That was horrible, bad. Mm -hmm. Do that episode over again, because that was the worst. Yeah. Yeah. This episode, I like that they focused on Redbot and Haley, and we actually find out that Redbot has emotions. He's a very unique robot. He can actually Mm -hmm. experience emotions. Although, kind of awkward, like Haley makes the leap. Oh, well, that makes you human. Mm, Not really. (laughs) He's still, according to him, a pile of circuits and bolts. Although, I really like Redbot's character. I like Redbot Redbot more than some of the Rangers, actually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I definitely like him more than Brody, that's for sure. Poor Brody, but yeah. (laughs) I think it's funny that the episode here was a better use of the bike than the last episode. Oh, you mean they actually used it to get around instead of <laughs> yeah Haley's actually using it to fight bad pipes yes. and like plasma blast oh and cool it shoots lasers that's awesome we didn't find that really out in the last episode because he just got on the bike and exited the monster and that was it really really although props to the bike stunt team because they simulated the same shot that Nick from Mystic Force used in the first yeah, episode. on the side sliding and kicking, yeah. Yeah, it was epic. I thought it was kind of funny, you know, red bots on the back of the motorcycle. I just thought that was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Overall, I thought it was a great episode. I yeah. really liked <laughs> Bad Pipes. And the reason I yeah. liked him was because he was voiced by Kelson Henderson. Kelson is a fantastic actor, and I really wish he could get into more stuff stateside, because he deserves it. For sure. Over the years, he's done different monster voices, and of course, all the work he's done previously in, in Power Rangers. But I just thought it funny that Mick wasn't in this episode... So Kelson got to voice the monster. <laughs> yeah. And I loved the monster, too. I think the monster was really cool and unique. And that voice that Kelson yes. did for him, the Scottish accent, was great. Oh, yeah. It, it was fantastic. He reminded me of Fat Bastard <laughs> from, <laughs> from Austin Powers. Oh, no. <laughs> A little bit. He's like, oh, yeah. Ah, Rangers. They're going to get in my billy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I still have nightmares over that character. Thank you. Thank you. For- but shout out to the real star of this episode, and that's Cody the dog. Yes. Such a good doggo. The cutest dogs. The cutest best dog in all of Power Rangers. Yeah. He barked against the monster. He was digging a hole and throwing dirt in dirt. the monster's face. Yes. Yeah. That was the best. Shout out to whoever the animal trainer is for that, because it was awesome. Yeah. Even at the end of the episode, when they're all dancing, Haley's dancing with Cody, like, you know, doing that thing when you try to dance with a dog with its front yeah. paws. Kind of a side note, I know we're skipping around a bit, but shout out to Peter Sidarso who did the Ninja ending dance 
Yeah, that's really cool. And you see this, he's just sitting there throwing the shurikens like in the dance. I was like, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I know him and Yoshi are big nerds and they're able to contribute to Power Rangers production positively in these subtle ways. I like little references and Easter eggs like that more than anything else in this show Mm -hmm. recently. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Can we just petition to get the Sidarso brothers to join the creative team for whatever adaptation comes next? That'd be nice. Um, (laughs) but just to end this part of the review i just really like the relationship with Haley and and redbot i thought you know they came to a good understanding we learn more about redbot that he's more than just a pile of circuits and bolts i thought that was good to flesh out this side character that's how you flesh out a side character i'm Mm -hmm. so glad the dancing stuff was at the beginning and end of this episode because I could just tune out Victor and Monty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And th- that was ridiculous. The whole Saturday Night Fever, or whatever the hell that was. The thing with that, too, if they're aiming towards kids, like, no kid's going to understand that. Yeah, with, like, the disco ball and the movies. Also, that he was no, doing. no high schooler's going to dress like that. I'm sorry. Some of them are goofs, but nobody's that big of a goof. They're not going to put on a disco suit. No. <laughs> and with his completely shaved hairless chest, which was distracting. And his, like, 30-year-old face. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You ain't lying. That was ridiculous. But other than that, I thought it was a typically average episode. But the biggest thing about this whole episode, Madam Odious, Galvanax is is mad at Ripcon because, you know, Ripcon fails once again. Bad Pipes was completely destroyed. So they're bickering. And Madame Odious is like, I've got a secret. And she goes into her secret room and she pulls out the mallet that was used in a ninja to grow the monsters. Why didn't we have her be the person to grow the monsters instead of another laser beam that we've had for the past five years? I kind of understand that, though. Yeah. In this case, it does make sense. She finds this man that she's tied up to this device calling him a stowaway she's somehow imbuing this guy with the power of the gold ninja star we're clearly building up to that gold ranger reveal that we'll have in a couple episodes which there is going to be a double feature on the 18th we're going to get two ninja steel episodes seven and eight before we go on the long summer hiatus and make way for the movie. That's the only real thing I'm interested in. I'm I'm interested in who the Gold Ranger is, even though it's mm-hmm. pretty clear it's going to be Brody's bro. So I'm glad that they're at least building that up mm-hmm. with the end teasers. And again, it's almost like Dino Charge. I like the villains more than the Rangers. I think Galvanax is hilarious. In one of these episodes... I think it was the last episode when he's going down to Earth. He's got, like, a WWE championship belt oh, for himself. I'm not even a wrestling fan, but that made the episode for me. <laughs> that was I hilarious. I don't know why. It was hilarious. Yeah. That was, like, genuinely funny. And I hope all oh. the Power Rangers fans that are also wrestling fans and there's a lot of you guys out there (laughs) but i thought that was a great nod either way i'm glad he had this huge championship belt that looked like it was from the wwe it was hilarious i like the villains better than the rangers again for another season Mm -hmm. so there's that let's find out what ranger nation thought in our ranger nation answers segment where we asked what are your thoughts on power rangers ninja steel 
episodes four through six. On Twitter, Jeff Moses at CarryUHeroKin said, I'm liking them a lot. Aside from the food pranks, which I can do without, but whatever, I'm really liking them so far. Alexandre at Yellowacell said, they're pretty boring, too much fart jokes. The episodes don't really give us any info about the characters, and I still don't get why they shoot original footage all the time except when it's needed. We just got a Haley Focus episode, and they used footage from an episode where Pink and Blue defeat the monster. Odd use of footage. Yeah. Tyler Bozetsky at Ty Red Boz says, What is this ninja steel you speak of? I thought I was watching Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Hassan Ahmed at Hassan Ahmed 120 said, Last few episodes have been pretty bland. Not really feeling it much so far, but maybe it's also the movie hype right now. I think it is the movie hype. I think we're ready yeah. for something new. I think it's it's not helping no. in any, by any means. Edward Cali Style at Edward is the man said, So far, Ninja Steel has been so awesome in my opinion. Hashtag Ninja Steel, hashtag Power Rangers. Matt Hunt at The Real Matt Hunt said, Ninja Steel is weird. There are parts I love, like Calvin and Mick. And parts I hate, like Victor, Monty, every fart joke. And they somehow managed to make the Ninja Mecha even more random. Yeah, yeah, they do. (laughs) John at the Ageless John said, they're okay overall. My humor is the biggest gripe. A kid show does not mean fart jokes and drink splatter all the time. Power Rangers has always been for kids, but it hasn't always relied on so much potty humor. Yes. Brian at Shuquen Shinobi said, not bad, but not great either. Just sort of run-of-the-mill Power Rangers right now. Ikibuli at Doug Watchin said, I think I'm in the minority, but I'm enjoying Ninja Steel. I like the characters, and I don't mind the stuff folks seem bothered by. Doug, you, sir, have a very different opinion than the rest of us. (laughs) (laughs) And that's okay. All opinions are welcome. Josh Perry at Rider Ranger 335 said, I only watched one of those. I think I'm taking a break on this season for a while. But the episode was not awful to me. I, I think he... Probably meant the last one. Mm-hmm. From Instagram, Pyrus Masquerade Productions said, Do you think they could have used the Ninja Star Blade as the Morpher? I'm sitting at yes. In Dino Charge, they used the Gabu Revolver as the Morphers, and those were guns. And the United States is a picky place about guns. They're using the swords way more than the Morphers to summon mm-hmm. stuff. So yeah. at that point, it's like, maybe you should just use the swords as the Morphers? Like Ninja? Or maybe incorporated the design of the sword somehow into the Morpher? Or the Morpher turns into the sword? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah. Over on Facebook, Charlie Shield says, While I'm still frustrated at this series because of the fact that it's still too much like Dino Charge, the two things that still have me watching it are the villain stuff and the relationship between Calvin and Haley. And you know what got fans jumping for joy with, at least at the start of Dino Charge? It was refreshing. Just like those two elements I listed above, copying the DC formula is going nowhere. Fans like it when you try something new and not just change Sentai footage, but keep the same formula. But hey, next season might be fun with the cameos, right? I am not putting any faith I have, nope. into I have that whatsoever. putting any money on that horse. No. <laughs> and then finally, Noah Bowden said, Ninja Steel is getting to be very painful to watch. I hated episode four the least but it still had its issues with the heavy-handed message about not using power for personal gain. Problems that the show has consistently run into, especially in these past three episodes, are the stupid puns during the fight scenes, dialogue that talks down to the audience, and the slapstick of Monty and Victor, who I absolutely hate. 
The fart jokes and other antics are really pissing me off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, to end on a happy note, we do have some questions from our listeners from yes. Ranger Nation. At yes. That's ask- my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite part. You can ask us a question at ask.fm slash rangercommandph. First, an anonymous person asked, what should people do about the MMPR fan film? File a class action lawsuit? Like, you guys aren't getting your money back unless you take legal action. The yeah. dude got away with it. It's been three years. There's nothing. There's get, nothing get, to show for it. Get a lawyer. Yeah. yeah. If you want something done, get a lawyer. Seriously. Don't ask us about it. I'm so glad I avoided the Alec Peters of the Power Rangers fandom. He stole mm-hmm. money from fans and has jack to show for it. So you want your money back? It's time to lawyer up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you can't, if or you can't afford, a, if you can't afford a lawyer, and you genuinely do want to get something done, try to see if a lawyer will help you file a case, mm-hmm. and then share the proceeds with you. Basically, yeah. that's how that can work. So if you really ponied up some serious money for this, I feel bad for you because hey, I, I've made that mistake before. But we have an official movie coming out that pretty much wipes this fan film completely off the map. So mm-hmm. you want your money, start getting people together because the guy is ignoring Facebook. That Facebook page is dead, but you keep seeing comments on it. So you want your money back, lawyer up. Excel Hedge asked, what is your favorite fight in which the Power Rangers lost? Mine to this day has to be the Rangers' first fight with Rito Revolto. Just for the moment of lost, of losing most of the original dinosaurs plus White Tiger, and establishing Rito as a real threat before becoming a joke character. Fights in which the Rangers lost. I think for me it has to be that first fight against the Piranha Monster when Zed appeared for the first time. Yeah. Like, that was some hardcore stuff. We lost the dinosaurs. It was the darkest hour. Like, this is the first time the Rangers had ever had a huge loss like that. And yeah, it was... Wow, it was a good one. I definitely remember that one the most, I think. Does any of that in-space stuff count? When they basically gave up their powers at the start and then went to space? Oh, yeah, for sure. At the end, they had to all rise up against the villains. Oh, yeah, they completely were losing that battle. That was a desperate, desperate situation. Well, that is mine. That is my favorite fight in which the Power Rangers lost, is all that in-space stuff. I think my favorite fight, and they eventually won it. The Power Rangers always eventually win. Uh, Mm -hmm. But when they're down, they're really down. And my favorite fight, where the Rangers, it's like, oh crap, they might actually lose. I Mm -hmm. loved it when the B squad fought the A squad in the finale of SPD. That was bad. Yeah. And they were getting their butts kicked when they were all helmetless. And then it was like, okay, time to kick it into gear with SWAT mode. And they they just kicked butt. But for a while mm-hmm. there, they were getting their butts handed to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The A-Squad. That's one of my favorite fights where they, they were losing at the start, for sure. And then finally, we had another anonymous question. With Ninja Steel having the 25th anniversary next year and rumors of past Rangers coming back, how would you want to see it and who would you bring back? I want Chip to come back mm-hmm. and be all magic-y with Preston. That would be awesome. That would be like, good. especially since I'm pretty sure the actor's still in New Zealand. Him and Peter Sidarso were taking pictures with each other. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. 
I didn't even know that. Nick Sampson is totally in New Zealand. And I think wink, wink, nudge, nudge might be in the, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to give any hopes up, but I mean, we've complained the whole time since Zachor, you know, you've got ranger actors that are still living in New Zealand, freaking use them. Yeah. I mean, they're Mm -hmm. right down the street from some of these people, you know, I mean, we got Kelson back. And he's still in New Zealand kicking around. We finally got him back. Use the people that you have available. And for my hope, use the footage that Ninja is handing you on a plate. Yeah, with really. The Alien Rangers with Ninja Storm and Plot, the Red Ranger actor for Ninja Storm. He's still in New Zealand. He's still in a working actor. Get him back on the show. Use the footage from the ninja. If you don't have the suits, that's fine because the ninja gave you all the footage. Mm-hmm. Just like they gave them Maji Yellow footage so you can have Nick from Mystic Force come back. Bring back what the ninja already did. Mm-hmm. Zach, what about you? <laughs> that dog in the background agrees. <laughs> yeah, no, I, exactly like you said. Make use of the footage you have. Not hard here, folks. You know what? You can't use that movie excuse because we didn't get the movie footage or whatever from the dino crossover. All that stuff with the ranger suits happened in the show. And it happened with that episode with the cat time thing, which we are getting a figure of. So I'm like, fingers crossed, you know, maybe... We'll get some surprises here. Yeah, maybe. But I can't put my faith behind it because, again, the whole Dino Charge, Dino Team-Up, that never happened, even though Mm -hmm. it would have been perfect. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else you guys want to sign off on? I just hope this series gets better. I think I'm going to start calling Sarah Train Girl now. Okay. Well, I can barely (laughs) remember their names half the time anyway because they're so (laughs) two-dimensional. Okay, so it's Ninja Kid, Magic Boy, Train Girl. <laughs> and the couple. And the couple. <laughs> okay, wait, 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 wait. What was the whole thing when Brody was fighting Ripcon? And then he's like, Ninja Scarecrow. What the hell's a Ninja Scarecrow? <laughs> you couldn't say, like, Ninja Training Dummy or, or right? something like that. Like, Ninja Scarecrow? That's not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> there had to have been a better name for that right oh it's made of straw why don't we call it a scarecrow <laughs> yeah ninjas are protecting their fields from all those crows anyways ranger nation let us know <laughs> what you think if you have questions email us at ranger command power hour at gmail.com or check us out at rangercommand.com we're on twitter with our new twitter account ranger command dx if you're following ranger command ph just Switch on over to DX. And then we're also on Instagram and Facebook at Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. Check us out there. Couple things going on this month, obviously. The Power Rangers movie. We're definitely going to record our thoughts on the movie. And then the week after this, I'm teaming up with a podcast called Victims and Villains Podcast. So our next episode will be the crossover with Josh from Victims and Villains. And we are taking a look back and we reminisce about the first Power Rangers movie and the hype for the new movie. Stay tuned for that and the ramp up to the movie's release, and then we'll cross over on their show the week of the movie. Lots of cool things coming up. I'm really hoping that the movie kind of re-energizes the franchise and, you know, brings some new people into the fandom, because I think that would be really cool. Mm -hmm. All right, so everyone buy your tickets. (laughs) 
Yes. Support the movie. Let's get more Power Rangers going. Let's get better Power Rangers going. Can we please? Can we please? Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to you later. See you next time. Yeah. Ninja Master Morph. Yeah. <laughs> Ninja Spin. I want this You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour, and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 